uh, I have the most to be grateful and, and thankful for. Um, I guess, Tom, you and I met 15 plus years ago when I retired and came to the Tri-Cities, came back home after military service. So we've known each other and kindled a friendship over 15 years or so. That's exactly right. And, I've always want, I've always kind of looked up to you a lot because even though you're a little bit younger than me, my dad was a Navy physician like you were all those years, you know, and, and I always yeah. kind of looked up to you for that, for serving our country and then moving to East Tennessee and, you know, working various positions here with the VA mm -hmm. and uh, HMG. And you took a lot of leadership roles and, and certainly I've always looked up to you as I know everybody has. I mean, my brother, Bob, uh, and, uh, he, he, has known about your story for many years and uh, huh. his daughter is now serving in the Navy. You oh, know, um, she graduated from Annapolis and now she's in San Diego and uh, all right. took a tour of a year. But yeah, I mean, it's just been so great knowing you all through the years and, yeah. you know, what we, we think a lot alike, I think, in the way we think about medicine and how it's changed <laughs> and all and mm -hmm. this COVID experience is really, kind of brought us together. I mean, I never would have dreamed what happened happened, but I'm certainly glad you're here talking with us tonight uh, for many reasons. I know, I don't think, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I've prayed a lot in my life, but I've never prayed as hard as I prayed for you over these past six months. And, you know, God hears those prayers and there are many other yes. people besides me and and I just remember some watershed moments when you were hospitalized with it that I felt that it was going to turn around when all looked kind of hopeless. And um, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I don't think it, for the people that are watching this, you, you tuned into a special treat here, believe me, yeah. because if anybody can give you the experience of COVID at its darkest, most bleak, it's you. And, yeah. you know, it's just, amazing journey and there is healing and there's hope. And I, I certainly is. think that one of the reasons why you made it from COVID is because your faith and your family and your positive attitude. I mean, I'll never forget the, the story that your wife told me about when they decided, you know, we decided you had to go to the hospital and when you, your wife was around when you were intubated and you, before you were intubated, you got the team around you and, and led in a prayer. And that just, that just hit me really hard. And I was thankful for that. And your faith, I mean, your faith brought you through. There's no doubt about it. Um, you had a wonderful so. medical team working on you too. Those doctors and nurses in the ICU, you could, you know, just phenomenal what they did for you. And, and it was a long journey, but man, I'm just so happy. Uh, words can't express, and I want you to talk, but um, thank you for uh, being who you are and, and coming on here tonight and being able to talk with us. Uh, well, Tom, those, those feelings are definitely uh, a two-way street. Those are two-way street, and um, I can't really think of um, a way to to begin to say thank you uh, to you, I'm I'm just overwhelmed, really, with a, a sense of of uh, real gratitude, both as a as a physician and now as a patient, and 
the uh, the wall, the, the drab wall you see behind me. Actually, I'm still an inpatient uh, here at a, a local uh, PT, OT rehab facility. So we're still on the recovery uh, journey. But, um, I, you know, I think between the two of us, I'm sure we have more than than 80 years of combined practice. And, and one of the things that over the last several years has really come home to me, particularly as I left the um, administrative uh, venue and, and got back down to the grassroots practice is um, at the end of the day, uh, I will have done my best for my patients one-on-one -on -one in the exam room. Um, will have done my very best based on my, my training and, and my personal experience and the experience of some very well-respected peers. Just, I mean, just like you, you have influenced uh, my practice uh, as, as have so many others. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I have come to realize that I don't do the healing. You know, I, I offer, um, uh, recommendations, some options, uh, suggestions, and those will run the gamut from lifestyle change recommendations to pharmaceuticals, uh, drugs, meds, uh, sometimes uh, procedures, referral for procedures or, or more uh, complex care. But really at the end of the day, uh, it's really the, the, the final call it's not mine. My job is to do the very best that I can based on those things and, and leave the healing to, to the, you know, really to the, to the, to the Lord that created the body to begin with and exactly. uh, sustains it. And that someday we'll say, you know, time's up. And that's not my call. My call is to give them the best care that I can and the best recommendations, the best, what I feel like or, or, tenable, reasonable uh, considerations for where to go from there. But I don't make the final call. And I'll tell you one thing, Tom, um, that perspective has gotten stood on its head over the last uh, three months or so. Uh, as, as you know, and, and sounds like perhaps several of the folks on with us tonight, but others may not know, on August the 6th, I uh, screened or tested positive at my own office for COVID-19 and I had minimal symptoms, just allergy, what I attributed to allergy symptoms. And uh, over the, the next um, uh, 13 days, almost two weeks, you know, you and I uh, battled, uh, pulled out everything that we could think of to, to help turn the course. But um, that wasn't in my master's uh, plan. To, to turn the course just yet. And so on uh, August the 19th, um, uh, I went on into the ER after having done, I think, everything possible uh, and then some as an outpatient and uh, was intubated on um, the 19th of August, uh, right, right in the ER. And um, for the next seven weeks, uh, I remained on a ventilator. So for seven weeks, uh, I was on a vent, and uh, as as you mentioned, there uh, we came to a, a point that, uh, uh, despite all of the um, the tools 
methods they had used and and interventions that had been done. And, and I'm on life support by this time and um, uh, surrounded, uh, I'm told, by just uh, a, an array of machines and alarms and, and lines and chest tubes and, and the whole nine yards. And um, uh, the family was called in and they were told that this is very bleak, you know. Uh, but that was a turning point because, uh, uh, but God, God intervened and beginning the very next day after they were told to, uh, you know, to start making the hard calls and make the hard plans um, and had spent time evidently with, with each of them um, telling me goodbye, um, God turned the corner for me. So, uh, here I am, uh, seven weeks after being intubated, I'm extubated and, uh, three months, uh, down the line, uh, from what was, uh, the, the darkest of days in my family's life. Um, you know, it's just, uh, a, every day is, is filled with something new in recovery. And, uh, uh, my family and I realized that, uh, we had, we had nothing to do with this. And, um, my physicians, including you at the, at the very, at the very top of the list and an army, uh, of, uh, uh, in-house, uh, surgeons and physicians, uh, supporting what you had started. The bottom line is you didn't make the call and, and neither did they, um, you did your best and they did their best. And fortunately for my family and for me, uh, God saw fit to, to intervene. And so uh, uh, that's after uh, weeks of being on a vent. So uh, I think that's why now you can see why I say among anybody that, that, that I know of right now, uh, I'm out front and who has, uh, who has, the, you know, things to be thankful for. And as, as I told Jenny earlier today and, and Ben, um, after fighting a vent um, and being awake on the vent, um, I truly am thankful for the very base of life and that's breath. That's breath. That's exactly right. You know, um, you're a blessed man and I think you, you're going to go on to deliver a lot of good talks to people as, as a Christian, as a physician. I mean, you're really going to be so useful uh, for God's plans for you and your family. I mean, to me, it's probably going to change everything about your life. And I can't imagine already... not because, I mean, I can't imagine this not um, starting a new kind of life for you as somebody that can really tell the truth because what you've just spoken to us is exactly right. You know, there's, we are just, we're, we're like coaches as doctors. We're, we're just trying to help you make decisions and, and, but it's ultimately uh, up to God uh, who does everything. I mean, he just, he may work through us. I hope he does. I, I certainly yeah. take that approach with every patient that mm -hmm. I see, but, 
you're certainly blessed and you're a blessing to me as well. And I think I'm going to put your picture on my Christmas card, your family's <laughs> picture, not my picture, because you're the blessing. Oh, um, no. I'll never forget the, the, the day before you turned the corner when things were at its bleakest, because, you know, I was texting a lot with your daughter and your wife about how's he doing? How's he doing? I just couldn't get it off my mind. I just, as I'd known, I'd thrown everything at the book that I knew how to do for you. And that wasn't enough. And, you know, you got to know when to go further. I mean, you have to make a decision on what else can possibly be done. And I think it was the right course that you uh, took that we encourage you to take because, uh, but anyway, I, I was sitting there on that Sunday morning in church and the minister that, uh, of our church, uh, Derek Harden, he, he took a pause in his, in his sermon. He says, look, I'm just feeling weird feeling. I want you to, I want you to pray everybody pray for somebody that you need, you know, needs help right now. And of course, I hit my knees and prayed for you, you know, uh, without without question for hard as I could. And I promise you the when I got out of church and this this was bleak, I was fully expecting bad news that morning because the night before, I'm sure you know which night it was. I know your wife knows, but she said, you know, it was it was bleak. And, and your family's been so hopeful that when she texted me that I knew I, I'd go. I'm really at, at the bottom here. And uh, mm -hmm. so I prayed that prayer. And then after we got out of church, I got a text within 20 minutes that she said you had turned a corner <laughs> miraculously. You know, right. And yeah. uh, I knew it was an, I knew it was prayers answered by many, many people. Yes. And, you know, it's just so it's just such a great miracle to just to witness it in person you know that what happened well, to you and you look so great now and well, i'm just so thankful hopefully you're going to be home for christmas and um you know it's just yeah. a wonderful feeling uh and you've That's got a message plan. out there and you you're going to be delivering that message the rest of your yeah. life well you, you know. know and so are my children yeah. and um uh yeah I, I i fought my body i fought in what level of consciousness you know i i, I did what what we do and that is i just struggle to breathe and and hang in there but it's really the faith of my family uh has just exploded mm. Mm. over these last three months you know and they were they were there they were at that dark dark day when you know they all came in to tell me goodbye and then to see how their prayers I feel like we're answered in the prayers of an army across the globe. I mean, mm -hmm. my Navy friends have shared with me folks on the other side of this planet that were, were praying for me. And uh, I, I am convinced that God has heard and he has, he has found uh, unmerited favor with me and, and chose to spare our family. It doesn't always end that way. I mean, we've, we both have, have had countless patients. Uh, you know, who, who, who didn't survive their illness or their injuries. You know, it's, it's yeah. part of, of what we do. Um, but uh, fortunately and thankfully and very gratefully, that's, that's not how it turned out this time. So thank you, Tom. The power of a praying physician, mm. <laughs> it, it cannot be overstated.
thank you. Thank you, Tom. I encourage I appreciate you. Thank you, you your, for your, your staff uh, and, and everybody that's participating tonight that, that, that knew of our story and were lifting us up. I, for you and your prayers, I'm very grateful. Oh, you're, you know, I don't think in 36 years of my practice I've ever seen anything like it. You know, I've seen miracles, uh, but this kind of surpasses them all for sure. I'm so grateful and thankful that your witness is here and it's going to go on through you and in your family too as well. And, uh, you know, that's why we're here. You know, that's the only reason we're here is to to help people out and love our neighbors like that, you know. But I'm so thankful. Dad, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to be respectful of, of Dr. Puckett's time. I know you got to run here in a second. Uh, Dr. Puckett, I just want to say thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for being here and sharing that. Uh, the, the thing I'm going to leave with is the power of a praying physician. Um, my goodness, that's just amazing. Uh, Dr. Puckett, is there anything else you want to say before, uh, before we let you go? No, I, I do. I, I, I especially want to thank you and Jenny for letting me be a part of a very special surprise. This is, this awesome. is a, a very sweet, sweet moment for me. So thank you guys. I, I pray that the Lord will bless you with a, a healthy and, and safe Thanksgiving season and, and everybody that's uh, on with us tonight. And uh, uh, I pray that you will, you will know his, uh, his safety and, and health this season. Dr. Puckett, Thanks, we guys. love you, man. Thank you so much. Love you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so Tom, much. Too. I love you guys as well. All right. Good night. Good night. See you soon. Good night. How cool is that? Man. Oh, man. That, that surprised me. That really hit me hard. Uh, wow. That was something. I don't know how I can answer questions after this. I know. That's, no. a, that's a tough one. And, and I tell you what, you know, uh, for the people out there watching, uh, Dr. Rogers didn't know that was didn't know that was happening. Um, you know, uh, I know a lot of you in here, I'm seeing Carter and, and Katie, um, you know, have been praying so hard for, for Terry. And, and, um, and we saw the, the picture of him and his family last night. Um, their family is just so strong. And, and uh, my mom uh, talked to me this morning about, you know, man, could that be a possibility? Um, and, uh, today, today's just about being grateful and, and, and he is the epitome of that. And, uh, and I really appreciate him sharing, uh, his experience. Um, there's not like, you don't get a lot of opportunities to, to hear, uh, something like that. So I, so I, uh, share that with a friend that I, I would like, you know, for as many people to be able to, uh, hear his story. And, uh, as he recovers, um, we're going to continue to pray for him and, and his recovery, uh, but man, he look he looks great, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks fantastic. And yeah, please share that his uh, testimony to, to people that you know, because um, you know there is a God. Let's let's acknowledge that for sure. And that He heals people and He answers prayers and performs miracles. And, well, and, you know, and, and with and, all the world the way it is now, that is just takes a case, you know. I mean, that's just sums it up right there as to what we're supposed to be doing. And, uh, yeah, well, I hope a lot of people saw that, you know, and and thank you as well. Thank you to, uh, to Terry and his family, uh, for, for doing that. Uh, that's going to help so many different people. Uh, at the, at the very least, it just, it just offers hope. So, so thank you. Thank you for letting us surprise you with that. Uh, I, I know, uh, you came, you you came in cold there and I, I just, I, I felt like, um, it was just the perfect, Perfect time for that. Um, okay, so we're gonna yeah, well, we never are, never give up. 
never give up. And, and, uh, and we appreciate, you know, obviously, you know, everybody involved, uh, with, with his care, uh, you know, some people on our team, including Katie, uh, as well as, you know, the people in the hospital, um, uh, I believe was he was he uh, at Ballad where uh, just they're doing great yeah, he work was at, there. The, he was Holson Valley. Holson Valley. He, he the, the, kudos to all those intensivists and those nurses who respiratory therapists and now physical therapists are getting yep. him back to you know people really do care. Yep. And we've got a great community that we live in, and um, we're just so thankful that uh, there is able to you're able to have that kind of healing from. I mean, the brink. Um, you know, so, 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 um, you know, at the risk, it's, it's totally inappropriate. We're, we're going to go into some questions here. It's very difficult to, to go from something, you know, emotional like that to, uh, to, to questions, but we're going to, because that's why we're here and, and we love doing it. And dad, you told me before, uh, before the show, we're going to have fun. Uh, so we're going to have some fun with some questions guys. And, and so you, if, oh, if, good, you, have, if you have questions, uh, put them in the comments. I know a few people uh, emailed us throughout the week. Um, I have not plugged those in, so I'm just going to kind of read them off. And I apologize uh, in advance if, if if you're not seeing them. But uh, I know a lot of you are, are hopefully cooking uh, some amazing Thanksgiving uh, prep or doing something fun. Uh, so so maybe, maybe you'll be okay with me just um, reading these. Uh, okay, so the first question is, uh, I have heard that bad gut health can cause all kinds of autoimmune diseases that cause inflammation. My question is, have you ever fixed the gut and been able to eliminate arthritis or vitiligo in patients? Um, and then it follows with, do you test the gut to see what can be causing issues before treating? Yes. You know, um, certainly the, I think all autoimmune diseases probably start in the gut or, you know, or that or some infectious agent that can hit you like tick bites, et cetera, Lyme, those type of things. But, um, yeah, I mean, we always start with the gut and we certainly will do gut testing. Um, you know, we do a lot of GI map testing to look at your gut microbiome and, and uh, check for um, things like gluten sensitivities and uh, lactose sensitivities, um, leaky gut, which you can get through a GI map. Um, and yeah, I have seen a lot of things get better, um, autoimmune wise. Um, I've even treated people empirically with antibiotics for rheumatoid arthritis or Sjogren's and they get better when you put them on a medicine like doxycycline, meaning that's, it, there's an infectious etiology to it. Sometimes when it, it's been going on for years, it's it's not as easy as treating with one round of antibiotics. But and it usually encompasses a whole host of things. The gut's very complex, but um, certainly um, a good place to start is by looking at your gut microbiome. Or if you if you don't want to do that, you know we'll replace things that you need like uh, digestive enzymes, pre and probiotics. Um, lactase, uh, chitosan, things like that, that will at least be a good start to um, blocking some of those inflammatory uh, foods that can cause that leaky gut and then set off a chain of inflammation that can cause autoimmune diseases. So um, it seems like to me every time I see a new patient with autoimmune disease, 
I always start with the gut. I'll say, how's your gut? Tell me about your gut. Is it good? And it's always, no, it's terrible. So a lot of times, if you're able to start on that, then you can uh, get to the source of the problem. You know, we're always looking for the root of the problem, not just adding another drug. Um, you know, I had a lady today, um, a new patient that um, had, she has ankylosing spondylitis, um, which is a really severe um, disease of the spine. It really makes your spine just stiff as a board and chronic pain. She doesn't want to get on biologics and, and things. And, you know, she's had a lot of problems through the years. Of course, she's been the GI. Um, and when you don't find anything on the scope, they think, well, you should be fine, but really you need to look deeper than that. The problem is it's, it's kind of time consuming and, you know, it's not, in the mainstream yet, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you try things that you think may work, but there's no doubt in my mind that what you eat uh, is responsible for most of your health. So yeah, we look into the gut pretty hard, um, you know, and, and try to heal your gut so that hopefully you'll heal uh, your autoimmune disease. You know, vitiligo is a tough one, but sometimes I have seen improvement in vitiligo. That's where the pig, you lose the pigment in your skin and you can have all these white blotches and I've seen it improve um, for sure. There's some kind of different kind of treatments for that. Um, but you're right. First look at the gut and see what you start from there. It's a long process though. All right. Thank you. It's for not a, here you take the medicine, you're fixed. It's just not that right. simple. Um, thank you for that question. I'm going to go to the next one here because I want to make sure we get to the live questions. I see them coming in. Um, the next question is, you know, uh, it starts off by saying today, who isn't cleaning all the time to eliminate germs associated with viruses and colds? I know we're dealing that uh, with everywhere we're at. Uh, the first question with that is, can inhaled Lysol spray cause induced pneumonia or symptoms similar to pneumonia? Um, and then the next question is, if so, what are recommended therapy or treatment, um, antibiotics, or, or et cetera? Is that kind of what you're thinking? Uh, and if you need me to reread yeah, it again, can, I will. You, no, you can get a chemical pneumonia from inhaling anything that could potentially um, inflame your lungs. I don't care whether it's a cleaning agent or mold or whatever it is, but you can definitely set off a chemical reaction and you can over inflame your lungs your lungs are trying to fight it off it it does too good a job and uh, that's kind of what allergies are all about um, it happens with COVID when you get that cytokine storm your body kind of overreacts and sends too much histamine too many mast cells out to fight it and then you're dealing with an inflammatory problem um, which, you know to heck with a virus or the offending agent. You, now you've got to deal with your body's own reaction to something. If you ever seen a severe reaction to anything, you'll know how bad it can get. Take it from me. I've had anaphylactic reaction one time where I spent the whole night in the intensive care unit uh, because of a, a bad allergy shot back in medical school. You know, it would have killed me if I hadn't recognized what it was and gone and gotten uh, adrenaline and, uh, IV steroids, but so it can be dangerous. I mean, it really can. Um, and that's kind of what autoimmune diseases are. Speaking of that, it's, it's your body's own reaction against itself. 
So um, I hope that answered. So, yeah, how do we treat it? Well, you know, we, sometimes we throw the book at it with uh, steroids and antibiotics and um, inhale, inhalation treatments and, you know, everything, because you don't want it to tip past that point where, you know, you're getting hypoxic from it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I hope that answered your question. It's a very good view. Yeah, you could, you could really, you could really do some damage inhaling Lysol. Sure you could. No, it's a really good question. Too much of a good thing is not good. Um, This is a, uh, this is a short one. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Do you know any providers in Southwest Virginia willing to, to treat COVID? Um, That came in over email. Uh, Do you know anybody um, doing that? Um. Yeah, you know, we have a lot of patients from south, Southwest Virginia. And of course, we'll be opening up an office in Bristol, Virginia uh, on January 3rd. So um, if if you are on this show or you need help, call my office. You know, um, even though you're not in Tennessee, uh, just, just please call the office and we'll do whatever we can within means to get you the right medicine. The problem with treating out-of-state patients has been uh, sometimes interference from pharmacies that don't want to do it, et cetera. And, you know, the access to drugs like ivermectin, you know, is limited, but, you know, if you're, if you're in trouble, you know, please call the office and we'll see what we can do. Cause I don't know particularly any physicians that uh, are willing to treat. I'm sure there are, uh, they're, they're out there. So is, is there anything to not, look for out of curiosity? Like, you know, any, you know, type of doc that you're seeing that's definitely treating, um, anything that they can look for if, if they're in a community, say they're, you know, further away. Cause, um, you know, if they're outside of, of our, um, sphere of influence. Um, well, um, what kind of doctor will treat that? A good doctor, you know, <laughs> somebody that really cares that, that's be, that's willing to kind of, uh, treat off label and look outside the box a little bit. Somebody hopefully with some experience in treating COVID, you know, I think we've treated well over 2000 people now from the whole stages of it from beginning to end. And, um, you know, uh, so trying to find, you know, there, there's frontline doctors. If you can look up frontline doctors in Virginia, um, they're willing to treat. Um, but, uh, Certainly, if you're having a problem, call our main office and we'll see what we can do. Um, I mean, I, so. Okay. And this is actually another um, ivermectin question came in, coming in from email. And if, um, if, I, if I mess this up, just make sure uh, put in the comments and I'll, I'll clarify. Uh, let's see. Okay. This is a great, this is a great question. Um, seeing how legalities might prevent interstate treatments such as prescriptions, are there any resources available or recommendations on ways to find other medical professionals that are willing to hold the same protocols for long COVID treatment? And that kind of goes back to, to what I was saying. Um, what, what's your, what's your thoughts on that doc? Well, you know, kind of same answer. Um, look up frontline doctors and do your research and certainly if you can get a board certified integrative functional medicine, uh, physician, uh, maybe one that's trained through an organization called A4M, like I am, that's where I did my fellowship. Uh, they're usually willing to treat and they're very knowledgeable on 
COVID because we've done a lot of uh, research and treatment of COVID. And certainly that's been a go-to for me as far as talking to other physicians across the country who have treated this. And um, we get ideas, we share ideas. But you look up frontline uh, doctors, you know, they um, kind of go against the grain, which is good. We need to go against the grain with this thing because the traditional uh, medical establishment has kind of drank the Kool-Aid and is not willing or scared to treat it. Um, so certainly early treatment. I will emphasize early treatment. Now, now what about long COVID, um, though? Because I think the question, the, the context was around long, long COVID. COVID. What, what do you think about yeah, that in terms of Of course, we treat treatment. long COVID every day. It's the same thing. Go to frontline doctors or an A4M doctor. Okay. A functional integrated medical doctor uh, um, that hopefully is board certified in that and willing to treat it. Um, I, I wanted to put this up from Katie because she's, she's gotten this question in the office, and I'm sure uh, a few of our other team members has as well. Um, can you get a COVID antibody test while on ivermectin? Will it affect it? Yeah, you sure can. No, it shouldn't affect it. Okay. Uh, if you've got antibodies, you've got antibodies. Uh, so, no, I mean, you should do it. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna start uh, going into the comments, guys. And if I if I missed your uh, missed your question in the email, uh, shoot me an email real fast, and I'll, I'll get to it because I'm watching that uh, as well. Uh, but I'm gonna jump into the comments. You guys are asking some really good questions, um, so uh, know that we're in the comments now, and we're gonna start uh, answering some some of these live questions. And I'll start with uh, Doug over on on YouTube. Uh, I just got diagnosed as COVID positive Sunday. What all can I do to protect my mother? She has had both her Pfizer shots. That's a good question. Okay. As you know, the, the, uh, the vaccines, uh, certainly we're seeing a ton of breakthrough infections with the vaccines. I bet half the people I'm treating now are fully vaxxed. So that's certainly no guarantee you're not going to get COVID. Um, and we treat it the same. I mean, th those folks get sick too they can end up in the hospital just like an unvaccinated person can. There's no doubt about it. They can die of it too. And they, they, they are, they have, and they are. Now, does do the vaccines protect you against death? Maybe the jury's out on that, but I've certainly, um, you know, there's a bit misleading going on with that, but um, that's all I'll say about that. But um, yeah, you know, you should definitely get treated yourself. And what I would do is uh, for anybody that's in the household or close contact, I immediately dose them with a dose of ivermectin and another one in two days, 48 mm -hmm. hours. And also everybody pops up their DNC. Uh, I'd definitely go to 10,000 on the D and uh, 4,000 on the C, take zinc um, and certainly use the hygiene. And, you know, this thing's passed through respiratory droplets. So, um, you know, the other thing you do to protect your mom is not get around her. Yep. Um, you know, it's just no guarantee she won't get it. Uh, hopefully won't. But I, I like dosing them with ivermectin, popping up their vitamins, and just don't get around them. You know, that, I think the good old hand washing, um, you know, keeping your distance uh, when you have COVID um, is good. Certainly, if you're symptomatic, you you don't want it with COVID. You don't want to get around people. It's pretty highly contagious. Um, all right. Thank you for that, Doug. I'm going to move over to Facebook here. Uh, Corey asks, 
Uh, is there a good regimen to help get anesthesia and pain medicine out of the system? Uh, also vamping up, uh, vitamins. Will that, will that help? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good, um, thing to detox, um, cause anesthesia can hang around, cause a lot of brain fog, et cetera. Um, you know, I like a good liver detox, milk thistle, unless you're maybe allergic to ragweed. I ran across a case of that today. If you're really extremely uh, allergic to ragweed, which I am, and I still, I tolerate milk thistle okay, but some people apparently don't. But um, but in any event, uh, there's other things like turmeric that's a good detox for your liver, drinking a lot of water, especially lemon water. Uh, I think ginger is a good detox. And you can do what I do every day, get an infrared sauna, sweat. Um, that's amazing detox, especially under infrared lights. I love my infrared sauna. I get in it every day. Um, so I think all those things will help. Sweating, drinking water, um, and taking uh, other, another good one's NAC, N-acetylcysteine. Uh, is a great uh, detoxifying agent. It helps boost up your glutathione levels as well. So I like that one a lot. Um, and certainly um, get you plenty of sleep, exercise, all those normal things. So I hope, I hope that helped you out. Uh, but yeah, vamp up your D and C and zinc for sure. Don't go over 100 of, of zinc or deplete your copper. So take a good multivitamin as well. It has all the minerals in it. But um I think it's, and don't drink, you know, don't drink alcohol right now. Leave alcohol out. Yeah. If you're trying to detox your liver, leave the alcohol out for right now. All right. Thank you for that, Corey. Um, we're going to go to Evangelon here. Uh, I've noticed a lot of long haulers are typically people who were in relatively great shape, bodybuilders, et cetera. Also, it seems to be the majority of Western European descent. Interesting. Uh, the follow-up question yeah. is, do you think alpha-1 antitrypsin defi deficiency may be a cause behind this, as it is typically found in the British Isles descendancies? I think it very well may be. Those are good observations. I've noticed the same thing. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, some of, the, some of the – it's amazing that – just like I was talking about in the note today about um, – you know, overeating for Thanksgiving. And it seems like the people that are the strictest about their diet are the ones that can kind of, when they start eating sugar, they're the ones that suffer the most. Mm. If you're eating the junk all the time, you won't notice it as much, but it's just ironic. But, uh, um, but yes, Evangelion, that's a great observation. It sure is. And, you know, that's, that's not that uncommon a deficiency, but, um, but great, great comment, great observation. All right. Thank you for that, Evangelon. Um, I'm going to go here. Let's see if I can find, uh, okay. Uh, await H asks, um, how can a person be healed of SIBO? My doctor now says it's very difficult to treat. Is it because the antibiotics are not readily available to treat SIBO or is it because of another reason? The antibiotics are a problem treating SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. You know, it's hard to make the diagnosis. Um, even the GI map is not great at detecting SIBO. Um, you know, it's something you have to go to like a hospital to outpatient to get a SIBO breath test. And, you know, um, but it is, 
you know, I ran into a case like that today. The patient could not get a hold of the medicine, the antibiotics that we want to use, like Rifaximin is a good one and Alenia. They're just hard to get. And if you have to pay for them uh, with cash, it, you know, it's going to run you a couple thousand dollars. So we've been trying to get them out of Canada and so on and so forth. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's a toughie. But it's probably pretty common. It starts with that leaky gut, uh, which is a very non-medical term, but a real thing for an increased intestinal permeability. Um, yeah, it is difficult to treat. It's not fun. Um, you know, go to somebody like Robin Riddle, yeah. our nurse practitioner, amazing nurse practitioner that works in our Knoxville office. I, I do all the gut testing through her and she's got some great protocols. So, you know, it's, if you're not getting what you need with your GI doc or your family doc, then certainly let us set up an appointment to get you to at least telemedicine with, uh, with Rob, because there's a lot of other cofactors with it. Um, you know, you may have a yeast overgrowth, you may have other uh, pathogenic bacteria in your gut. Um, so yeah, great question. Thank you for that. Await H. Um, all right. So Terry on Facebook's asks, um, should you take the probiotics with the doxycycline? Will that lessen or help the effects of doxycycline? Yeah, you definitely need to take probiotics when you take any antibiotic or any steroid. No, and it, it won't lessen the effects of it. Uh, it'll just lessen the effects of you tearing your gut up and having problems for weeks and maybe months down the line. Um, especially with doxy. Doxy's tough on your gut, kind of like augmentin's tough on your gut. Erythromycin mm -hmm. products can be tough on your gut. So, yeah, um, take care of the gut. Great question. Uh, thank you for that, Terry. All right, we're going to go to YouTube here, and, and Mark has a, a great question here. Um, the Biden administration secured 10 million uh, treatment courses for emergency use of Pfizer's uh, Paxlovid, a protease inhibitor, uh, lacking confidence in Pfizer's previous COVID-19 uh, treatment, uh, the jab. Uh, so here's the question here. That's a little um, a little pre, uh, a little context. Uh, what alternative protease inhibitor, either natural or prescription, do you use or would recommend in the treatment of COVID? And then uh, I'll let you answer that. And then there's a, a second question as well. Man, I hope the second question is easier than the first <laughs> one because I don't know. I'll find out. For, I'll, I'll consult my naturopath, uh, Dr. Sammons, and ask her that question. And I'll get back with you on that, Mark. By the way, tell your mom that that food she fixed us was amazing. Uh, you know, it just especially the sauerkraut. That stuff was awesome, but which is great for your gut. But um, yeah, I don't know about this. I don't know about the the jury's out on that. You know, on that protease inhibitor that they're coming out with. Um, but again, if Joe Biden thinks it's going to work, it'll probably work. You know, everything else he says works. It seems to be working real well. Uh, guys, he did not mean that. <laughs> I did not just say that. No. I want to apologize. Um, I the, got off script. So, so I got why, off script on that one. Why do you think the focus has moved toward protease inhibitors as a treatment? Is that still something you're, you're, uh, I, I don't know. You know, that seems to break the virus up a little bit quicker, you know, and that's the hope that we can treat that early and, um, interrupt some of this, this, ACE2 receptor binding of the virus and entrance to the cell. Uh, 
But, you know, a lot of what we're doing works like that with um, whether it be um, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin with zinc, um, something to break those bonds. But I'll, I'll try to find – that's a great question, though, Mark. I'll, um, I'll try think- to – I'll try to find a good answer for you. So if authorized or approved, uh, Paxlovid will be administered at a dose of 300 milligrams to 150 milligram tablets of PF 0732132 with, uh, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think, um, it sounds promising. I certainly have sent so many people for the monoclonal antibody treatments to make your head spin. I think it works. Um, so, you know, if we could have an oral, something that helped uh, as well. But, um, you know, the treatment uh, has been really good that our, our protocols have worked really well. If early, not always, as you uh, heard tonight in our testimony, you know, it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you uh, know, certainly try. All right. So Robert asked, uh, is a dose of ice cream 0.2 to 0.6 milligrams per kilogram, and can someone close to 80 take the higher dose? Close to 80 uh, years old? I'm assuming. Yes, I'm not ashamed to say ivermectin anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 0.2 mg per kg uh, for prevention, uh, 0.4 for mild to moderate disease, and 0.6 for severe COVID. And yeah, we, I don't care about the age, I just go by the weight. Um, assuming, you know, some people will get, want to get liver and kidney function tests, but you, you got to jump in there and treat. You don't have a lot of time to, to waste on this. The earlier, the better. And knock on wood, I just haven't seen, uh, ivermectin cause any liver or kidney damage. So I've certainly treated 80 years old, uh, with higher dose. Yeah, you can. Remember, you're not using it for long. You just have to use it for five days for acute treatment. You may end up using it for longer than that for long COVID, et cetera. But, you know, um, but treat early. That way, you you know, the 0.4 mix per kg is, is a good tra- dose. And so. um, and one thing I'm seeing, guys, in the comments is uh, there there uh, some some people putting in um, frontline doctors that they know of um, in different states. So uh, I'm encouraging everyone to do oh, that. Um, if you if you know good. of a doctor, right. um, so thank you, Jack, for putting that in there uh, with the pharmacy in Indiana. Um, if you know people who are uh, treating um, in wherever uh, it is that you live, um, or if you know of somebody, please put that in. Um, that's going to be helpful to to everyone watching. Um, all right, let's see here. Um, try to find another question. Okay, let's get to Brandy's question. How long after you finish antibiotics can you do the GI mapping, or will that even affect the results? Yeah, I wouldn't do it uh, close to when you're on antibiotics at all. Um, I'd wait a month. Okay. I really would, and hopefully... Uh, by that time, it'll be straightened out. It'll be at least your baseline, whatever that is. But um, great question, though. And uh, what brand? What's, what what brand of sauna are you recommending? Oh, I like the Sunlight and Sauna. I was I was turned on to that one by a really good friend in Knoxville, who's a researcher. Yeah, and uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and um, yeah, that seems to be the one that he thought was the best. And I certainly haven't been disappointed. I love it. It has the, you know, the, 
the near, mid, and far uh, infrared rays, and you know it can get up to over 140 degrees. And uh, it also has red lights in it. Um, it's it's awesome. You know, it's not that expensive either. It's easy to put together. So I, I like the sun lighting. Um, I've heard there's other brands that can get up even hotter, but I mean, it's pretty hot. You sweat, sweat like crazy in there. Love it. Um, so Aram has a question here. I had a foot operation was put under when I came to, I couldn't see for 20 hours for 24 hours. Is that normal or what they gave me for anesthesia? Uh, don't know what that was and we might need more information. I'm not sure if you can do anything with that. Yeah, I can tell you what, that, that wasn't normal. Okay. You know, that's something's going on there. I hope it cleared up, but, you know, you might want to talk to the anesthesiologist to find out what they gave you. So next time, there's some people that don't wake up quickly from anesthesia that have an enzyme deficiency. I forget the name of it, but, um, I mean, they may not wake up for two or three days, mm. um, but they can give you a different type if you do. Uh, they, I think they test for that before they put you asleep now, but, um, wow, that's... That's not good. Hopefully it'll clear up without any sequelae. Um, so Tracy asks, um, any supplements helpful helpful for a 12-year-old with a broken wrist playing basketball? Wow. Um, I would definitely take D. You know, D over, over all the supplements is the best for healing. Um, I'd probably just make sure you take a good um, multivitamin that has all the minerals in it, like uh, – boron, a little bit of calcium, hydroxyapatite. So just a good um, mineral-based um, multivitamin and vitamin D. Um, yeah, but those, and, and just don't eat inflammatory foods. Stay away from sugar. Drink a lot of water. Um, uh that's a great question. It's going to heal. Thank you for that, Tracy. Um, um, Sue asks, um, is Fusion Plus good for good to take for anemia? Fusion Plus. I'm trying to remember. I've heard of Fusion Plus recently. I have to look at. I have to look it up and see. I don't know. Uh, we put that down, Ben, so I can find out. And we'll email you or something. All right. Because I don't know exactly what's in it. All right. Thank you for that, Sue. We'll get back to you on that one. Um, Kara asks, uh, what, what, uh, what to do about plantar uh, fasciitis pain, I'm assuming. Um, plantar oh, fasciitis? Yeah, plantar fasciitis um, is inflammation of the padding of the foot. It can be a pain for months. Um, I'll tell you what you can do about it besides – what you hear is come see Ernie Dixon, uh, the physical therapist in our office, who does uh, sound wave therapy on this. Um, it's a really effective oh, yeah. treatment. Uh, the machine's about $50,000, but we bought it years ago and we've used it for a lot of things um, to break up adhesions. Er Ernie's a master at treating plantar fasciitis. Um, you may need orthotics, um, but that sound wave therapy is really good for plantar fasciitis. Um, sometimes they'll put, Ernie will put splints on your KT tape, but just see a good physical therapist. Think about if they have sound wave therapy. Some of the podiatrists I know uh, may have purchased that machine as well. 
but uh, you know, if you're around here, think about seeing Ernie. He's really good with that. Um, okay, so Evangeline, I see that. I'm gonna. So I'll put the. I will put the link to that um, in the show to the to the sunlight uh, sauna there. Um, so expect that here in a bit. Uh, let's see if I can uh, find one more question. Uh, we're about at the hour mark, guys. Um, let's see here. All right. Uh, and I'll get to Barbara's as well. Um, so Anna asks, thoughts on Nereva for memory improvement? I think that's I think that's an over-the-counter supplement. If I'm not, I'd have to look at the ingredients again. I'm not against it, that or Prevagen. Or, my favorite uh, over-the-counter supplement for memory improvement is uh, Cognitex, which I take every day for a long time. I think it helps. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of the right ingredients, phosphatidylcholine, phosphatidylserine. I like another one. If Bacopa is in there, I, I like Bacopa for uh, memory. Um, and certainly um, look at your hormone therapy, you know, bioidentical hormone therapy for uh, memory improvement. Um, if you're a woman in middle age, if you take hormone therapy, your chances of coming down with dementia are about half. Um, and you got to do all the other stuff too, like exercise, um, sleep, all this stuff. But, um, all but right. Good question. Thank you for that, Anna. Um, so Barbara asks, how do you feel about using ashwagandha KSM 66 supplements? I like ashwagandha a lot. Um, I'm not sure about KSM 66, what that is, but we use a lot of ashwagandha. You know, certainly it's a, an adrenal adaptogen and it helps for to balance cortisol out. But I, I like ashwagandha. And then I like rhodiola. I like L-theanine. Ginseng is good. Um, so, yeah, ashwagandha is a great supplement. All right, let's squeeze this one in for Evangeline. Um, I've heard a lot of long haulers and vaccine injured uh, both have micro-clotting fibrin uh, or fibrin. 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 Mm-hmm. These clots don't show up on the D-dimmer. I've heard bromelain can break blood clots. Uh, anything else? You know, if I yeah. messed up any of uh, the language there. D-dimer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but bromelain's very good for that. Um, of course, an aspirin too will help. Uh, natokinase if you don't like to take aspirin. But yeah, I mean, when they do autopsies on some of these folks, they've got blood clots all over the place. Um, so, so you're saying um, aspirin and what was the other one in addition to? Natokinase is really good too. Oh, look at that. That's so funny. I love it when this happens. Uh, Await says natokinase as well. So thank you for that, uh, Await H. Um, so natokinase okay mm-hmm. uh awesome guys well we're gonna we're gonna call it a, a q a show there uh doc man i appreciate the time today uh i know oh that was fun uh, especially when terry got on there that just made my whole holiday there i hope everybody has a wonderful thanksgiving again we're, we're doing our black friday stuff all all week and we've had a tremendous response and so everybody call in or you know for our black friday specials everything we do and um check our youtube channel out as usual and um we're gonna keep plugging along with uh, our quest to fight covid and prevent covid and um treat long haul covid treat acute covid and just look after your general health uh get you 
leaner and meaner, you know, and that's exactly right. Healthier. We appreciate you guys hanging out every week. You know, that's something we're, uh, extremely thankful for. This is a privilege. Um, it is a privilege to get to, to do a Q and a show, uh, in this format. Uh, we just appreciate y'all, um, taking that, taking the time out of y'all's evening and, and, and hanging out with us and trusting us and, uh, it's been a blast. Uh, so we will be back, as always, next Tuesday at 7 p.m. As Doc said, we're doing Black Friday specials uh, all week. Uh, you can call the, uh, the office closest to you to take advantage of those. Um, that goes on through Friday, I believe, at uh, 4. Um, so, so give an office a call if you're interested in that. Uh, Katie, thank you. Katie Gagley, our operations managers in the comments. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Uh, thank you to all the performance medicine uh, team members uh, in all three of our offices uh, for all the hard work this week. Um, the phones have been ringing. Uh, lots of people coming in, and you guys just handle it. Uh, uh, make it look easy. Um, so, so thank you guys so much for that. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We're going to be back. Um, as Katie said, big thanks to the to the PM staff. Um, we got a, a, a busy couple, busy more couple days uh, here, and but everybody's ready and. We're excited. And, and one more thing, guys, if you if you have things that you want us to talk about, uh, put them in the comments. Um, we get uh, most of our insights uh, uh, from the comments in terms of, you know, what the next Common Sense MD episode is going to be about, uh, where we're going to focus with Explain This uh, with Robin Riddle. Do you guys want anything more in detail? Uh, that's that's the show we do that on. Uh, if you want to learn about you know more about how we do COVID at Performance Medicine, we did a, a an outside the box with with Katie who's in here right now um, on how to be a COVID patient. Um, we think that's just it's just helpful knowledge. It gives a lot of um, kind of stuff you can do before getting treated. It goes over the vitamin list, the regimen. So whether you come see us or someone else. Uh, we think that that's super helpful. That's on the YouTube channel. Um, we appreciate you guys. Ben, ben we'll put a, we'll put a link to our uh, performance medicine long hauler uh, vitamin protocol too. We'll try to link yep. up with that and get that printed so you can yep. click on that and look at, at what we do for long hauler vitamin protocol. Um, All right. Well, Doc, thank you so much. Uh, everybody uh, that's hanging out with us tonight, we appreciate you. We will see you guys next time. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, as you guys know, this is my dad, dad, I'm going to see you tomorrow night, man. I'm looking forward to, to hanging <laughs> yeah, out, too, well. hanging out with the, Thank you, man. hanging out with the family. We'll see you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, it's going to be a great holiday season. We appreciate you. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.